Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Right it's, on. Uh, you're up. <laughs> another, another another Rennie Doyle podcast with Chris. So I recognize what's on the shirt this time. Oh yeah. So what is it? Well, that's I believe that's going to be. Well, I don't know exactly what car it is, but you know it's the Mustang. I'm not that stupid, but so it's, yeah. it's got to be for you to be wearing. It's got to be a special Mustang. It's probably some one-off well, that has you know this one-off wheel that you know Carroll Shelby you know made himself and it won it won it won you know two laps at a special race or you know nothing like that. But it's uh it is a Shelby. It's a GT. It's either a 350 or a 500. I can't tell, but um. Yeah. You know, I think I think the re only real difference was engine size. Right. Um, anyway, but I I dig it. I like the color, and uh, I've always been a fan of these. I like the inset um, driving lights in the grill. Yeah, they're pretty pretty amazing oh. car. You know, there's a time to where you could buy. I remember, I remember Rich, my one of my best buddies in the world. His dad, um, I think it was his brother's car, but he went away to the military. But he had a fastback, not a three fifty or five hundred, but a fastback uh four speed and god oh, man we had a lot of fun in that car but you know what teenagers um you know it's a good example of teenagers not being allowed to drive that level car because i can't tell you how many times we had that thing sideways it's a miracle <laughs> it's a miracle we survived it you know so yeah. mr canino if you're listening rich was driving i had nothing to do with it uh it was all rich's fault i'm still blaming him for stuff but usually as the one really encouraging him you know it's pretty, pretty there. So you didn't ask me about my shirt. Well, you know, I didn't have a chance yet. So tell us about your shirt. So, so William Lara, a uh, good friend of ours, uh, he, he made up these shirts. These are pretty cool. And um, what he did is for every shirt that he sold, he sold, he, he gave all the proceeds to a local animal rescue uh, to keep uh, animals alive. So we made him a challenge that for every, I think it was every five or 10 shirts, that he sold, we'd buy one. We ended up buying, I think, 10 shirts in total. So this yeah. is one of them and uh, pretty awesome. So I like well, good causes like that. He, he's on this morning. He asked if you were wearing a Louis Vuitton. Yeah. So. Yep. Look at that. <laughs> I am. That, that's my cologne, you know, of choice. So, 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 hey, let's, um, let's talk about risk. What we're going to talk about this morning a little bit and we'll jump into some other small talk, but you know, it, um, Risk, we think about risk is leading up to when we start our business or expand our business. But really, when we launch our business, it, it's not just the struggle days. It's not just you're going to face risk the whole way through. Matter of fact, um, as you get more mature within your business abilities and your spidery sense kind of builds up, is that you'll take more risk, but they're calculated risk and they're really educated risk. And, and I actually look for those risks. And uh, at this stage of my in, in my life and my career, is it's fun. So some of your biggest risk will come days, months, and years, decades after you actually launch your business. But I, I I remember those first. I remember the first time I we I pulled the trigger on completely like my first business. You know, I worked my way into it, and and. Um, I didn't know any better because I'd never like I had jobs. I, you know, I sold tickets at a, a go-kart track. I worked at the, on the go-karts. Um, you know, I watered trees. I did all these different things. I worked at Carl's Jr. A fast food place out here out west for like 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, for the you know, people that, on the East Coast, that's the same as uh, what do they call it? Hardee's. Hardee's. Yeah, Hardee's. That didn't go over too well. You know, I just I was a happy kid, but it's just fast food kind of I was always bored and. So, but matter of fact, Rich, I, my buddy and a bunch of friends came through the drive-thru. My manager had just gone on break. And so I heard their order come through. So I went back there and squeezed into the line and, you know, put like seven patties on each of their burgers. And, you know, so she came back out surprisingly and picked up the bag, looked at the order and what they're paying for, and then kind of weighed it. And, you know, it didn't add up. Is that they probably bought about a pound of food. And there's probably 14 pounds of uh, hamburger meat, you know, on their, on their burgers. So. She gave me an exit strategy, you know, basically the fast food's not for you. So, you know, probably best to quit, but we could fire you. She liked me pretty cool. Cause she, you know what? She gave me a donation for football the next year. You know, I kept in contact with her and, uh, but anyway, risk goes all the way through, but, but, um, so this last weekend we had a, we had a, we had a one day extreme course here in big bear. We had a, 
we had to put it off just because of a, an event within our family. So we had to delay it a couple of weeks. Busy day, great group, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a good group. Uh, it wasn't uh, a crazy large class, but we had eight solid students and um, it was a good group. They were they had fun together. Yep. Uh, we had fun with them. Yeah, we usually like to go about 10 or 12. We've gone as, 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 as big as a four, group of 14. We just bring in more instructors. Uh, but this was a great group, great, good people. And so we uh, swirl salt truck. We got all the wrap off of it. So it's officially for sale. We've had a lot of inquiries so far. And see what tire. I'm not in a hurry to sell it. Had some stupid, ridiculous offers, like always, you know. And then our new truck, we, we, we got a lot going with it. Last week was a big week for it. So we'll, we'll kind of go in later to what we're going to do. And we'll do a video and kind of show off, you know, what the what the new shop truck is. And then, you know, we're not going to leave it alone. we got to mod it, right? You know? Yeah. So. Um, well, you know, it, it, uh, it'll be pretty cool, though. It'll be very right. cool. Well, and part of it, too, is, you know, our whole dream of, of – there's something going on that you haven't even heard yet um, that's going down tomorrow that um, part of our nonprofit that we're starting. So we we're taking a, a big step on that. We had an opportunity to come up. So I've got to run up to Northern California tomorrow and get something uh, secured for the nonprofit. So that's, I mean, the nonprofit's coming together. Um, you know, next week we have, we host a five day extreme class. So I'm excited to meet everybody and get that going. So, yeah, I had a, a rare opportunity this weekend. Uh, I had I had cigars with good friends of mine here at the shop. They came by and we talked detailing, talked cars. And these guys, so, you know, you know, the Tombstone, you know, the movie. Yeah. So yeah. the the uh, who's in that? Um, oh, I can't remember the actor. Oh, come right on. Now. You got to know Kurt, that. Come Kurt on. Russell's in there, right? Yeah. Did you know everybody's always had it wrong? It's not I'll be your huckleberry. It's I'll be your Huckleberry. Really? Huckleberry was yeah. The Huckleberry was the handles on the coffin, meaning I'll be your Huckleberry. I'll carry you to the damn grave. Huh. Yeah, go back and re-listen to it. Yeah, it's not Huckleberry. It everybody's got it. It's, it's Huckleberry, and I'm probably saying it all screwed up because I talk funny anyway. <laughs> you know. So, but you know, I had so the wine hammers are basically. I ha I basically had cigars with Wyatt, Vir Virgil, and Morgan Earp. Uh, these guys in San Rodeo County Sheriff's Department, the 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 these guys are like it. I mean, there's generational. I don't even know how many damn cops they got in their damn family with San Rodeo County, but uh, they're good friends of mine, and uh, it was cool to father and son, and you know, see them over here, Jim and Travis, and just just have have cigars with good friends, you know. And, well, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of father and son for our five day training next week, we have a father and son coming out. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, it's going to be good. So, so here we go. So just do it. You know, a lot of times when we're talking about risk, a lot of times in business, it's something associated with us and kind of slowing things down. But here's the deal: is is that do it smartly and do it with good theory is so many people don't have any solid theory, you know, and I always say that our group's gotten to the point to where, you know, the, the people that we rub elbows with is, I won't say there's no theories, but there's, there's, there's not a lot, unless it's new terrain. It's unless it's, you know, when software came in, we didn't have a lot of built up knowledge. We had to learn, but now there's no theories, you know, on, on how software works for your company. So, you know, make sure that you, uh, you know that you you don't have any wild theories and if you don't have enough data is owning that so but before we do diane we, we've got some good news from pns he's been there for a while but ian uh with pns products he's jumped in and here's ian's a good guy we've spent a lot of time with him now um he came to our five-day advance he was up in monterey with us but ian's a young guy and he's been working on our website you know and and dialing it in but he's really customer service he's really working his way into really being a huge part of our culture and uh, communications with customers. So as you guys uh, deal with PNS, as Ian's new one, you're going to see more and more of his face. We're going to bring him into social media um, and, and get him on too, because he's a serious, him and Chris geek out together on cars. Yeah, Ian's, um, Ian, his name is Ian Belcher. He's fresh out of college and, uh, He's uh, he's a he's a smart guy, and he did. He came to our five day training with us, so 
He's getting well educated on detailing, and um, he he's uh, kind of heading up all the online kind of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, but we're gonna online get him out. Sales, we're, we're, he's too he's too cute not to get out mainstream, you know. And so we got to get him out. We're gonna get him involved, and he and he knows too much about cars. You know, well, I mean, let let let's be honest. He's like a mini Bob. He is. He's like a mini Bob. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's and that's you know let's let's yeah that says a lot you know it's that says a lot he is he is he is pretty so so hey let's uh chris uh let's go into to, to some risk um we've all faced risk right and uh at different points and so one of the things i'm always asked is you know what's what's some of the risk that i fear and you know mine's more Mine's more um, at a level of like losing people. Something happened to one of my kids, you know, Diane, you know, my mom, I lost my mom. That was one of my biggest fears in life. My grandpa, the two biggest fears as a kid was losing my grandma or my mom. And it happened, you know, I mean, it's going to happen. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's the process of life. Um, yep. And I'll tell you, it was just as bad as I imagined it would be, you know? And so losing somebody is, and then believe it or not, letting other people down, I hate the fact that, you know, in this day and age, my schedule's gotten pretty tight and there's just so many, I, I would have never guessed, you know, Bob, Bob Phillips and I, we talk all the time about this. I would have never guessed that we have so many things coming at us on an average day at just warp speed. Um, and so I hate, you know, feeling like I left somebody down uh, and then leaving somebody behind, um, um, this has only happened to me, uh, really once and, um, it sucked, you know, is that we had somebody that we just couldn't get home and, uh, back to their family. And, you know, it's something that even I, I just talked about with the wine hammers this weekend, you know, is that it still bothers me, you know, that it just didn't happen. And then, uh, losing, I, I don't care. I'm super competitive, um, and I don't like second place. Uh, I don't like, and if I am going to come in second place or third place or last place, I'm going to learn from it, but it's my fuel for the whatever comes up next. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, you know, I, you know, I mean, I've lost money. I've lost everything. I've had people take, you know, take advantage of it. I've had all these things, different things happen. Those things you can always make up for, but I'm, I'm more fearful uh, the risk of, so to say, not really risk, but the things I can't control, you know, and that's usually the human element and the people that we love that th those are, those are factors that, that kind of, uh, get to me. That yeah. makes sense. No, it makes total sense. So, so business wise, what have you, uh, you know, ha have you taken risks in your, in business that you have feared? Yeah, I mean, you go back really. I, I learned when I was really young that fear was paralyzing. And that if you got, I guess, search and rescue, you know, really helped me doing so much within search and rescue, really helped me realize because there is, um, it's different when it's life and death. But even when it's life and death, fear is the, one of the greatest emotions because fear can save you or it can kill you depending on how you straddle it, you know, depending on how, how you use it. And so business wise, I just figured out, Hey man, there's going to be risk. And if I don't take these risks, there's no gain, you know, but I really quickly realized that I got it handed to me a couple times when I was really young. And so I, I sought out people that were in locations in life through platforms in life where, where I wanted to be. I, I learned really quickly not to go to people where, that were in my same position or barely above and ask them, Hey, you know, what do you think about this business idea? That was the wrong thing to do. Now there's some sharp people, but most of the time I really went to people that were in a whole different location and more so where I was heading. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And, and so really yeah, since, you know, I was 19 or 20, there hasn't, I, I, I mean, there's been big decisions, right? But you just don't overanalyze them. You know, what's that uh, paralysis by analysis? You know, I've mentioned it several times is people yeah. will get so freaked out that they don't make a, a decision. And I think a lack of decision, you know, is can be deadly. Right. So you don't, you know, you don't, know, it, to, you don't know where to start sometimes. No, that's exactly it. So it uh, but, you know, I've never I've never faced challenges alone. 
Is that cool to say? Because I've always been able to take and harness other people's input so that I wasn't ignorant to it, so that I wasn't non-educated. So I wasn't. Now, sometimes I got, you know, okay advice. Sometimes I got downright, you know, bad advice. But you also, that's also learning. And so, you know, um, and, and, and here's what I did too is listen to my gut instinct. You know, I really, I mean, my gut instinct and my heart, you know, when you combine those two and smarts and getting intelligence from other people that have been there, done that, it hasn't served me too bad. It really hasn't. When I've gone off of 100% emotion, that's when I've gotten in trouble. That That's what's brought me the most, the most, um, you know, the most problem within it was when I went after, you know, when it was, when it was ignorance, you know, when it was just purely ignorance. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, expand on that a little bit. What do you mean by ignorance? So like, okay. For instance, you know, when I was young, I, okay. Even, even like one of the things when I was like 20 or 21 is we jumped back into, you know, the automotive industry and I was, I was, I started a uh, window tinting. Window tinting was popping off. And I signed my first lease. Well, I didn't know anything about leases. And I signed a horrible lease. It was a triple net lease. I had all these pass-throughs, you know, and, and I made it through it. But, you know, when we renewed, I wouldn't, didn't go triple net. You know, I stayed away from it. I, I, I had learned and I went to my neighbors, Walt Monique, matter of fact, that were right across. They, they, they had a, a pasta manufacturing company, believe it or not, and uh, became really close friends with them. And I went over and talked to, to, to Walt about the lease. And, oh, uh, you know, he was... He, he was sat there. He's like, really? You signed this? I mean, really? You know, but again, what I should have done is gone in and asked somebody, you know, beforehand, not afterhand. So that was a rough, you know, I think I can't remember if it was a one or two year lease, but it was, you know, my, I don't think it was three. I think it was one or two. Uh, but, you know, I was able to rectify that, but it was ignorance. It was ignorance and passion on fire. I just wanted into the shop so bad. Right that I signed on the dotted line and, and I didn't think it all the way through and it ended up cost me, I mean, at least a third more than I should have been paying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you know, we, uh, I was watching something over the weekend and, um, I won't get into what it was cause that's a big rabbit hole, but you know, one of the, one of the points in it was emotion that mm-hmm. learning to separate that emotion from your decisions, um, can go a long way, you know, and, Boy. and when, when yeah. that emotion is mixed in there too much, you could potentially be creating more, more risk. Yeah. You know, Justin Lobato, a lot of us, if you don't know who Justin is, um, you should. And then, and then Justin's a really wise young man. And, um, he, you know, he, he has this, this thing that he said, I heard him say it years ago is that remove the emotion out of business is that the, you've got to take the friendship part out. And remember that there's a time that there's the friendship and there's the time that there's the business side. And, and if we're, if you're mature, you won't, you'll know the difference, you know, and, 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 and boy, if that doesn't hit it, Chris is the emotional side of it, you know, and risk when you're getting in there again, kind of ignorance, emotions, all these different things play such a part of it because most we're so excited about things, but that excitement needs to be calmed, you know, and you, if you don't have the smarts, because boy, I certainly didn't, you know, when I signed that lease, and there's been other things I've had to learn a tough lesson on. My point is people will say, well, you, you learn that lesson by going through it. Well, yeah, but why do you have to go through it? That's what I'm saying is that you want to warp speed through some of these issues by having people that have got more experience that can give you knowledge, you know, and they're out there, you know, they're out there, but there's also people that will, will strip you down. You know, and 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 want to kind of see you fail, give you bad intel. You know, and and so you've got to really, you know, again, your spidery senses. You know, you've got to be able to to kind of tell the difference. But yeah, that's a great point with emotions. So um, I never stop thinking about what makes us better, stronger, and wealthier. I mean, never. I'm constantly coming up with ideas, and a lot of them involve some level of risk. There's a risk at everything. There's a cause and effect to everything. But I never stopped thinking about that. Now, do we take massive huge? No, man, we're not going to take anything that's going to, you know, we're not going to roll the dice and, and, and bet, the, bet the farm on it, you know, so to say. Um, is, 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 but we, we're constantly, and Chris and I talk about it all the time, Bob and I talk about it all the time, people in, the, you know, in our group 
talk about it all the time. We've got right that it's calculated though. Um, and then what keeps me taking aim at risk and winning is my risk outside of business is that I really believe when I'm stressed is I'll go do something that's a little not safe. You know, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll go and go for a hardcore hike on the mountain behind us. I'll go for, take my motorcycle out, you know, not that I'm risking it when I'm on my trail bike, but a, a lot of people just live on couches, you know, and they don't take any. And I like, I go out, mother nature is an equalizer. And it might be that you go to the gym and you, and you lift, you know, it's a challenge. It might be that you, you play chess, you know, to get away, but you've got to go out. I, I honestly think that if, you know, you're not taking and, and filling your, your mind and your heart and your lungs up with excitement and adrenaline, if you don't get that blood pumping, well, then when, when, when risk arrive in business, you're not going to be prepared for it. You know, is, is usually once a year I jump out of an airplane. It's usually right, really close to my, my birthday. And, um, I, 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 every time I do it, I hit the ground and, and it feels good to be alive, you know, because you, you just jumped out of a damn airplane, you know? Yeah. And, and you didn't go splat. Yeah. And didn't go splat. You didn't, you know, yeah. Everything worked as it was supposed to, <laughs> but I just remember, you know, or I come down, like I was, I, I never forget last fall I was up on the mountain behind us. And I taken this new route and there's hundreds and hundreds. I, I, I could live another, you know, a hundred years and I could, I would probably, I, I could not take the same route down while I was coming back down. I took a new route that I'd never been on. And I got to this like 30 foot cliff and I couldn't go anywhere. And I was like, okay, well, I really don't feel like going up another hundred meters, you know, and changing it. So I got to find a way around it. And it was so, loving. I felt so good when I'd found the route down. And, you know, it, it was like a jigsaw puzzle. I had to put it together and, you know, I was cut up a little bit. My hands were cut and, you know, it's, I was dirty and it just, it just felt good. You know, it felt good. So that, that kind of keeps me taking aim at risk. And, you know, I love when I say, I just saw it again is a 90 year old Korean war vet, you know, 101st airborne just dumped out of an airplane, you know, at 90. And I'm like, you know, man, that, that dude's getting it, you know? I mean, a lot of 90 year olds are, you know, a most, most people aren't alive when they're 90. Most of us are going to die before that, that time, you know, but here's the 90 year old that made it through war, served our country. God knows what he faced, came home and, and faced life's struggles. And when most people are, you know, have a drool cup below their mouth, this dude's jumping out of a damn airplane. I mean, I just think that's, I just think that's rad. I think it's pretty cool, you know, that somebody's doing that. So, um, I actually, I actually saw a news story the other day uh, about a hundred, hundred and one year old. Uh, I yep. can't remember which, but he jumped out of a uh, D-Day doll that uh, that C fifty three cargo yeah. or troop transporter. Yeah, so, was that cool or what? It was very cool. I, I mean, you know. Good for him. I wouldn't do it. You know, I'm not jumping out of anything. <laughs> you know, George George Bush uh, Senior. You know, is that he 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 made it famous by he jumped out of the airplane on his birthday and he was doing it well into his 80s and maybe 90s. Yeah. I don't know. He was he was up there. So I just I just think that you you know when you put the, you look at you know you look at at people that matter of fact even in our current times you look at some of of of, of the not so distant millionaires and billionaires and all this stuff and they're risk takers they're up in airplanes they're 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 going up in space they're 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 doing these different things and they're kind of hanging it out there and they don't need to but that's what you don't get is that's what i think that just prepares you for challenges and opens you up and helps you realize that just shit's not that tough in business you know that there's shit out there that can kill you you know and wants to kill you what's the saying that Steve McQueen is that, you know, Hey, chase after life. It's going to try to kill you anyway, or something like that. You know, is that Steve McQueen, you look at this guy. I mean, it, 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 a lot of people is, um, Oh man, what's his name? I'll think about it right now. I've got him. Um, miracle on Jimmy Stewart. Oh yeah. Okay? You know, he was an accomplished, uh, pilot in the military. A lot of people don't realize that. And, during World War II, he went and he became, you know, a pilot and flew. I mean, he flew missions. It's, well, a lot of people don't realize this, but during the Vietnam conflict, 
you know, the, the studios locked down to where he couldn't do anything combat related. Well, he'd flown sorties in World War II. He'd flown sorties in Korea. And he wasn't going to stand on the sideline and not fly at least one combat mission during Vietnam. So he snuck off without the uh, studios knowing it and did. He flew a combat mission, and they found out about it. And they say, if you do it again, you know, we're going we're gonna to cancel your contract. And I believe that he didn't do it again. But, you know, again, here's a guy that probably at this time, he's probably chasing 60, you know, and he's going up and putting himself in harm's way. And I just, I don't know, I kind of dig it, you know, kind of dig it. Is it crazy? That's why, well, I, that's why, that's why I dig you, it. You want to know it's cool. I just looked it up while we were sitting here. He, he did that in a B-52. Yeah, check that out, you so. know. Check that out. So it's, um, so it's, oh, you know what? I, I forgot. I want to tell you guys, I, I just posted it. Matter of fact, let's go back over. Let me find it. Is that I put something on here and I, oh shoot, maybe I'm not to it yet, but I put something on the notes and you know, so many of us, I, I know people that are listening to this right now have got their day jobs. And I, I remember, you know, I, I had some, I didn't have a lot of jobs. I've, I've been self-employed most of my life, but I did have a couple of really good jobs, but even those jobs, it became, there's a point where I just wanted to get out. You know, I just wanted to get out. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and there's a saying, and I believe it's job stance were just, just over broke. And it's not necessarily talking about money. It's the mentality, you know, is that I know a lot of people that have had careers and they loved them you know, and they went through it and it just, that wasn't me, you know, and it, and it wasn't that I made good money, but it was, I felt mentally broke, you know, and, and, and so to jump up and take the risk and to, to go into business is again, calculated. And that's what we're talking about now. So, um, so let's talk about risk equals loss in many minds. Well, in successful people's minds is <laughs> risk is opportunity. It's, it's, it, it's, it's not risk. Doesn't, doesn't look at losses. And so you've got to change your mindset. And so many, so, so many of us are paralyzed when it comes to risk, but yet the risk, it's what it gets you to the sweet spot. As long as again, it's not, it's not ignorance. It's not, you don't, you're not using unknown theories, you know, as you're going and you're seeking counsel, so to say, but I want to read that again, risk equals loss. In, in, in most minds and, and successful entrepreneurs risk equals opportunity. Now I'll tell you, I'll come to our team with 10 ideas and, and eight of them don't stick because they're just ideas, but you've got to look at all these things to, to really grasp the true opportunity that you have before you. And many people don't look at it. They'll get into one, one thing, they'll get past that risk. They'll, they'll take a jump, but then they go stale for years. Well, you can't, man. You got you got to constantly be moving forward, and you got to constantly be looking for another opportunity. And you constantly got to keep your mind fresh. And that's where a lot of people don't do is they just don't keep their. You go stale so quickly, and you can't do that. So, so let's talk about calculated risk versus ignorance on fire. Realize what you know and what you don't know. There's the very first thing that I look at when yeah. I'm looking at a risk. How much information do I have on this topic? I already used a lease. Is that that was that was one of the biggest blunders I made. I didn't know anybody at that point. I didn't think I did. I did have plenty of people that had done leases before. Um, I just didn't think about it in that way. They had bigger companies. They had this. Well, you know what? They would have understood it perfectly, and I didn't go to them because it was I was a little ignorant to it. Uh, another one is financials. A lot of us don't know financials, and I want you guys to write this down, burn it in your head, take note of it, whatever it is. See. P A is you've got to take and have a good accountant and right with that should be a bookkeeper. If you don't know your stuff, get them. And, you know, Diane preaches it is that, you know, we, we took big steps earlier this year. Chris was part of this is that it was one of my weak spots. It was, it was a thorn in my side is that we had a good CPA, but he wasn't great to us anymore. It is, it is, is it, it got stale and we had a, a, a bookkeeper and it wasn't working. Well, now our new CPA and our bookkeeper, our bookkeepers are financial advisors. Now they report over all of our earnings and everything else. Everything goes to our CPA every month, but they go through and they set us up in our ledger and everything else. But not just that, 
they're advising us what to do, advising us how to save on paying taxes. They're advising us how to spend our money before tax dollars, where to put it and everything else. And so that's really important that you have that. Um, hiring. Yep. Hiring is another one. This is a fine example where it's risk. Out of all the risk we're talking about, that one, that one should spook you the most. Because here, here's why. It's another person's livelihood. So before people ask yourself this, do I know how to be a good boss? You might think you do, but do you really know how to lead others? Even one person, even one person part-time. And I'm going to tell you, when I first came into it, um, I really watched a lot of great leaders as a kid. I had World War II vets all around me. Um, I had these great people, right? Uh, my grandma was one of them. So I really got some great leadership values at a very young age. I really did. And, and I would study teachers that were good leaders. You know, teachers in the classroom are leaders. And they've got these little young minds. And, and, and I saw the difference between bad teachers and good teachers and okay teachers and great teachers. And I picked up on their style, so to say. And yeah. is that make, well, your, your wife's a teacher, you know? And oh, yeah. I watch, her all, I watch her all the time. And this past year, I got to really watch her, you know, because she was at oh. home doing it firsthand and you yep. can see her lead her class you know and it's so important is that we start picking up those traits that's why teachers are so important in our kids lives one of the most important things that you need to pay attention to if you're raising kids is who's teaching them and what are they teaching them and how how are how are they living examples in front of your children when they're at school those are important things and listen we were not afraid if we got a teacher that we didn't mesh with that was a bad teacher necessarily just didn't mash with our principles, our values, you know, our ethics, whatever it may be, is we'd move our child out of that class. Simple as that. It wasn't, we didn't go in there screaming and pointing fingers and yelling and everything else. We just requested a change. You know, simple as that, because we knew where we wanted our kids to go. As they got older, that got harder because our kids, a lot of times, they liked teachers that maybe we didn't, but they had their own reasons and we, we, we went with that. You know, we accepted that. Yeah. Um, so plan out risk is plan it out be real with yourself here's what we do risk comes with attachments cause and effect is every time that you're going to take on a new risk or you're looking at risk just that alone is taking up your time right then and there is you're burning brain cells thinking about that risk you're burning time with your family you're doing these different things so look at the cause and effects and then desired outcomes what is this new venture what is this risk going to do for you is it going to take in change your life or in changing your life could be a couple different ways too is that you could become enslaved to something um, i've done that even later in my career as we started up you know we had a, one of our most successful businesses we ever owned uh turned out to be a nightmare because it was 24 literally i'm not kidding you it was 24 7. we had slow times but it, they were few and far between and it was seven days a week and our phone rang 24 hours around the clock and i remember coming home and telling diane damn we started this thing it's doing good but if we don't sell this thing in in the next six eight months well, we got to get it out. we got to get out it's going to kill us you know both of us and amazingly we sold it you know and 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 and, and thank god too right uh here's something we started and it, it, it was great it was great right people said wow what are you complaining about you know having a successful business no man when it's 24 7 uh it was it, it there was no lifestyle i mean it just it just it just ate our cookies i mean it was horrible um so there's desired outcomes and there's undesirable outcomes so you got to plan for both of those you got to look at both of those right and then uh i just mentioned it increased demands on your time what's it going to do to your time as you you do this i'll tell you this right now a lot of you aren't thinking about that you're thinking that time goes on forever it doesn't and it's called burnout if you're not careful it'll, it'll it will lead you into burnout so you got to be very protective of your time believe it or not you've got to you got to be very protective of burning yourself out you got to be very protective of creating something that takes away from your original business that could actually hurt you so all those things and then financial rewards or downfalls is what's the upside to this opportunity this risk that we're looking at what's the upside what's the downside is that 
if this thing does struggle or it doesn't turn out or it's eating too much of our time up in the event that we just shut it down, are we going to lose much, you know? And, and then also what is the reality of just going out and kind of doing a test run with it is could we do some beta testing? Could we do some exploration with it without jumping all the way into it? Is there a training program we can go get exposure to, you know, uh, that's, listen, I'll, I'll take and I'll talk to people all the time and they'll say, ah, yeah, you know, I went to this training and it just didn't pay out. No, why? Well, you know, I learned I didn't like it. I said, no, you, that, that's a huge payout. The fact that you learned you didn't like it and all you invested in was training, good. That, that's excellent. Yeah. You just saved yourself a lot of troubles. So, hey, takeaways before we go on, we're going we're gonna to make some impact here in a second. But before we do, let's talk about this right here, sitting here, paint prep. Man, I have I've I've come to love this stuff. So, paint prep is a surface prep, and before you're going to do a coating, right? And so yep. we love it for that. But the thing I'm using it for a lot is it's a great, 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 great glass cleaner. And then also I use it as a clay lube. If you want a pure clay lube that's going to clean the surface, this is a great alternative to it. Now, you've got to be doing some paint correction afterwards because it will it will soften the surface up just a little bit, um, but if you want it clean, cleansed really deep, this is the way to go. One, one little hint. So yeah, I see I, your bottle. I love this stuff. I keep a bottle at my desk, but you can see my bottle is uh, less than half full right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's amazing. I'm not kidding you. I'll go in after this, and I'll post a picture up. There's a bottle of mine underneath my sink in my in my bathroom. I clean my sink with it, the glass, the shower, everything else. It just do quick uh, quick wipe downs with it. It's an incredible cleaner, and uh, and it smells good. You know, it smells really good. Makes you feel like you just clean something, you know, like it's not there. But, you know, I've really turned in when I'm going purest on my claim to use it. It's pretty incredible. And it doesn't soften. Maybe soften the, the clear is not a good uh, a good analysis. But it's, it's definitely going to take and be more aggressive as a clay lube. But you're going to get stuff. It's clean. It's really clean. And uh, it's a great, great alternative. You know, I learned that from the Germans when I did a lot of work with Sonax. Great, great great product company too is hey by the way we just got some new sonics oh did it show up goodies. yeah we got some new sonix goodies so That's cool. um but i was you know we we they came over the germans came over and put a class on for us and they used their uh equivalent uh to this product as a clay lube so they're the first ones to teach me and then i went to germany and a lot of the a lot of the guys over there and gals are using that same technique because it just cleans it so good. So there's there's paint prep. That's our product of the uh, of the podcast. So let's jump into this. Let's make some impact, shall we? Yeah. Say when facing risk today, I ask some simple questions. Seriously. So how well versed am I within the opportunity? So first thing I do, be honest with yourself. Demands on my time. Is it going to take away from how I make a living? And if so, is the calculated risk worth it? You really got to ask yourself that. Upside and downsides, what's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly, just in case, and the cause and effects. Now, I also take and I look at capital investments. What, what capital is it going to take? And am I going to miss that money if it goes away? Got to ask that. Again, don't bet the farm. Uh, return on investment. Am, am I going to get a return out? How long is it going to take me? What's that going to look like? How losing that capital would affect our business, how it affect our staff, how it affect my family, how it affect me. In the event that we just that does not, it doesn't turn out as we thought. What's that going to feel like? And then exit. How am I? What what what's this do to my company to add value to it? Is that or in the event that it it it, it blossoms? I told you about our one company that we did. It blossomed. Well, we always had in the back of our minds to keep really good books that so we could sell the company. And that's exactly what we did. And when we had the first the first the first people to come in ended up buying it, you know, we had really, really good books. We had really good tracking on our customers. We could we could show everything in detail. And and this was long ago to where that was, it wasn't hard. But today it's a lot easier. There's a lot of software that makes doing that pretty dang simple. Um, and the next, get feedback from those who count, okay? When you're going in and you're looking at a risk is my mentors. First place I go to, people I really trust with wisdom is I'm going to go to them, my team. I'm going to go to them. I'm going to get input from them. And then my family is because I want to give them the good, the bad, and the ugly on how this is going to roll. 
and what it's going to look like and and what the cause again cause and effect is there's a cause and effect to everything um don't get feedback from the following is people who have a job and again just over broke just over broke and i'm not saying that people have a job it's not bad there's a lot of good people that have good careers but until you own a small service company you you're probably not going to totally get it you might have an mba and you might work with ibm but until you run a small company with the demands of a small company and you start out as a, a as a one person operator you're not going to understand the demand so it's not a it's not a it's not a jab at people that have jo- got a job and again just over broke doesn't mean i'm not talking about financially i'm talking there's when, when you put years into the seat in a company from my experience this is from my experience only is this a soul sucker it's slowly but surely you start giving away pieces of your soul you know and i really felt that when I was in corporate america it was a short you know five years of my life that if i stayed any longer i was going to sign the devil the deal with the devil that i was going to be so in and committed that i couldn't turn back and get out of it i'd have to do my 20 or 25 to make it reasonable and i didn't want to be in that position and so and then those that um aren't where you want to be is that you've got to look ahead and get input from people that you appreciate their position in life now you need to truly know it because some people will project they've got the porsches they've got this they've got the fancy houses they've got debt and stress and a failing marriage and kids that hate them their dog bites them you know all these things going on in the background but on facebook they look pretty pretty badass you need to have relationships to where you know the facts about these people that are giving you intelligent input. Is it intelligent or is it ego? You got to ask yourself that too. And it's pretty easy to see once you dive into the weeds a little bit and you get down. You'll notice those people right off the bat. So, you know, you know looking back at all this stuff you just talked about, you know, the, the demands on time, the, the upsides and downsides, cause and effects, all that stuff. You know, th- that's what, you know, we've, We've unfortunately seen a lot of companies have to make the tough decision to back out of uh, SEMA. Yeah. And, you know, all this is part of the process that I guarantee you they all went through in making that decision. You know, it was it was a tough choice for them. Well, I'll t- that's a great analogy and a way to look at it, because how many discussions have we had, you know, as a team, yep. you know, that same topic and. It is. It's it's risk versus reward. It's return on investment. It's passion. You know, SEMA is for so many of us, it's more than a trade show. You know, and I tell people that, but you know, my friends, the you know, the the ERP the ERP family that was here this weekend, you know, uh, the Winehammers is, you know, they're totally into SEMA and they've never been. And um, you know, they're, they're Jim's gotten into the car gig, right? And so to go and see it, you know, this is going to be their first year, you know, so for, for, for people that are outside of our world looking in, it's that big of a deal, you know, and for us that are in there, some of us don't realize just how cool it is, you know, and yeah. I always, it, it, it's one of those things to where I always look so forward to it. And then by Friday, you're, you're really beat. But then by Sunday, you're like, oh, damn, you know, I can't wait till next year. Does that make sense? It's that cool. Mm-hmm. But you're right, Chris. So many people have had to have how many discussions are happening today in regards to that, especially back September 1st, because that right. September 2nd cutoff, you know, was it. How many discussions happened at businesses all across the country of, you know, their decision to go or not go to SEMA? How many of those discussions has SEMA had? I mean, there, I guarantee you the pressure cooker at the SEMA headquarters is pretty intense right now, you know? They're not taking this thing lightly, and I'm sure it's heavy on their minds, and uh, it should be. You know, it's a serious. It's there's some serious consequences to the actions. Does that make sense? So, yeah. Either way. Good point. Either way. So. So, uh, hey, you know, I understand that there's something you like to uh, you like to say when you've loaded rescued people onto a helicopter. <laughs> so you know, it's 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 unfortunately when we get people, you know, when we go out with 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 the rescue units and a few the 
number of times I've brought people into the helicopters are, you know, people are scared, man. It's a big machine. And it's, if you've never been in a helicopter, especially when it's in a full hover and it's coming up, uh, and they're bringing you up either, you know, via hoist, uh, or they just did a one skid and we're putting you in there. It's a scary experience because that thing is throttled up pretty, pretty high. Uh, a lot of vibrations, a lot of noise. Um, you, a, lot you of might be a lot of wind. You might be slightly injured. I mean, it's a, it's a different smell. Uh, there's strangers up there trying to help you. And I just tell them, hey, stop screaming. I'm scared too. You know, we're all scared. And so it's what you do with that fear and that risk and everything else. You know, we're taking a risk. A buddy of mine is an air medic here in San Diego County, you know, and he was recently in an event to where they lost, they lost uh, an engine. And uh, they had to do an emergency landing. Everything turned out great. Great pilot, uh, great crew. Um, but unfortunately, it was one of his first, it was probably his first dozen ride outs. And so, um, you know, he got the adventure of a lifetime that a lot of us have. I've been in some near misses, you know, to where we've had mechanicals and stuff. And I honestly, there's been two times in the air to where I thought, well, this is it. You know, take in the beautiful mountains, say a prayer because this is this is how it's going down and you know by god's grace we you know something fig figured out we, we were able to make it great pilots and great situations and we were just put in the right place and it wasn't our time thank god and you know we moved on but uh there's there's been there's been three times in my life to where i thought oh shit you know it's over this is how it ends you know uh one of them was a flash of a second and literally it was one of those things when when it happened as i went and i, I was like checking to see if i was in heaven you know i was like Am I dead or did I make it? You know, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. So um, we all have fear of taking on risk. It's how we manage that fear. Fear is a great emotion. You just got to control it. And when it comes down to risk, that's the emotion it starts to produce is fear. We get fearful. Let that emotion ride. Learn how to take and use it as your fuel. And I hate to say this. Stop, drop and roll. It's a saying I say often stop stop dwelling on it okay drop sleep on it sleep on it for a night sleep on it for a week sleep on it for a month and then once you take and you know the action you need to take is roll roll hard and don't stop don't look back you know go forward and if it if it if you succeed which you probably will man how cool is that and if you don't well it's a learning experience it's not a failure it's not a failure at all it's a learning expense, well, expense too, but it's an experience. And you're going to take and come out of it a much smarter person than you were before you did the risk. So, all right. So, Chris, anything else you want to add? Oh, I think I think you covered it. I'm good. Cool. Well, that was fun. So, well, I will take – got so many cool updates that you guys are going to see some things going. Um, you know, the truck, the new shop truck. Uh, we're working uh, pretty excited to work with uh, Icon Suspension on that. So they've reached out to us. Pretty cool. And oh, hey, I got, I got one thing to add real quick. If mm -hmm. you're if you're in SoCal and you're a detailer, um, come on out to uh, Oscar Hernandez at 805 Detail Shop in Ventura County is having a IDA meet and greet this Friday um, from like four to seven. Chris, so you're going to be there, right? I'm going to be there. I'm pretty sure you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. Diane's going to be there. Kyle's going to be there. I know there's some people even coming um, from out of state for it, too. Oh, yeah. So, so you know what? Be there or be square. Or be square. <laughs> you know? God, I'm a geek. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great one. And, you know, Oscar's a great guy. And we can't wait to get up there. And uh, we'll share. We got so many cool things I want to share with you guys, but not yet, you know? Not yet. We got a, I, I, I just, yeah, I had a call. I'm not going to say by who yesterday, but I, I, you know, Chris, after I, I couldn't sleep last night, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I talked to Kyle and Kyle's like, are you shitting me? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, dude, you know what that means? Well, then he hyped me so damn up that I couldn't sleep. Oh, you know, I, I, I was, like, I was, I was on the phone with him and I told him and he's like, all right, I got to call Randy right away. Oh, he did. And then I got books. <laughs> Cause I mean, it set in, I knew who I talked to and it was like, oh, that was pretty cool. You know I mean? That was that was way cool, but um, you know I'm not going to say it because I don't want to put him in a bad spot to where. And there's a reason why you know you pay to play. Yeah, you know you pay to play, and so you know I don't want to set up the 
the tempo for people, but it was pretty, you know, he's a younger dude. He's younger than me. He's not young, but he's, he's younger ish. Uh, but it's somebody I really, you know, literally look up to, I mean, literally, um, but he's, it was pretty freaking badass and I got a lot of work to do. Got a lot of work to do. I've got some well, risk. Well, look at, look at that little lesson right there though. Right? Like it doesn't matter who you are, who you're mentoring or who you're just friends with, you know, making a phone call out of the blue to somebody makes a big impact on them. Oh man. That was just, yeah. I mean that within itself was a lesson, you know, I mean, it was just, it was just pretty incredible, you know, to, to think that, you know, I got a little bit of, of, of time with this individual. And I was like, I'm, you know, but then thanks, Kyle, because I couldn't sleep last night after he called me. And I, he's like, God, do you realize when I was like, no, I didn't realize that, you know, didn't think of it that way. So he gets out the phone. I'm like, well, great. Now I'm not going to sleep. And so I finished the notes to this. And uh, man, it was just incredible. But we got a lot of fun things. And I shared those things with him. And he pumped me up even more at this individual. And you know, I think we're going to have a new a new uh, um, YouTube channel and social media platform coming out that's going to support some of what we're doing with the with the uh, with the truck, uh, with the lifestyle, with the with the whole nonprofit that we're going into. Is that I think there's a lot of fun adventure coming our our way, and I'm excited to share it with other people. And Chris is going to be part of that too. He gets to go out and do some new ventures that he's never done before. So yeah. we're going to put, we're going to put you into some, some new, uh, elements of, you know, not really uncomfortable. We're not going to go out and, although I would like you to go, you know, jump out of the plane with me for my birthday. Nope. Would you do that with me? Nope. Nope. But I will, I will, I will go there and I'll support you and I'll watch you do it, but I will not do it myself. Will Forget you get it. in the tunnel and do it? You know, the, oh, you yeah. mean like the, the fake things? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question too. We could start out with that, with that, you know what, dude, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be it. So, well, Hey, thanks for tuning in again. We want to thank PNS products for doing it. All our sponsors. We got some great people. We've got uh, tools behind us. We got root S, We got flex. We got so many people. Sonics just sent us out some great stuff for the training center. And uh, we got so many great people that are involved in, but we, you know, PNS is the, the, the people that make this happen for us. So reach out and tell them, thank you. And again, Hey, stop looking at risk as it's big and scary is look at it for face value and enjoy the moment. You've got the opportunity to take a risk. How cool is that? So, all right, guys, Chris, we'll talk to you soon. I am going to have some coffee right now. I'm going to go make some uh, press coffee. So, all right. All right, man. Take care, everybody. God bless. We'll see you soon. Yep. See you guys.